WBT. Hour number two, Pete Callender here. Alrighty, so more than 900 potential jurors have been sent detailed questionnaires to determine if they are eligible for jury duty in a Colleton County courthouse in Walterboro, South Carolina. This for the trial of Alex Murdoch. 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 Who I think should be convicted just because his name is spelled one way and everybody is pronouncing it in a way that it is not spelled. He's accused of a great many things, but uh, this trial is uh, for the murder of his own wife and son. Since 2019, I'm, I'm sure you know, you've heard of this. There have been, I mean, we've seen multiple um, documentaries that have been made or TV specials, you know, news magazine type uh, shows covering this, this case. There's so much to it, and it has unfolded very quickly. A lot of this stuff just, like, once the dam broke, just all sorts of new developments and um, and uh, uh, new interpretations of past incidents. So since 2019, the Murdoch case was uh, has unfolded in a cascade of sudden twists and dark revelations, says Ted Clifford, a writer for The State newspaper out of Columbia. Jurors will be expected to parse a murky chain of events with only circumstantial evidence to give shape to the most important moments in the trial. Well, I mean, we'll see. Again, I don't make predictions on elections or jury trials. Stuff that I see, I, I, I've covered quite a few jury trials and court proceedings um, as a reporter, uh, you know, and even, well, yeah, going back to when I was down in Rock Hill, actually, there was a guy named Jimmy Robertson who uh, murdered his parents in their home and then drove up to Philadelphia where his brother was um, attending college. And uh, we actually, I, I was working for the radio station down in Rock Hill at the time. And, uh, and I, so this was a huge story, but I also happened to know Jimmy Robertson. We, I, and the, our group of friends, my group of friends, we knew of him. We knew him. We had some confrontation with him <laughs> uh, before he murdered his parents. And uh, yeah, he, he was, uh, he was stalking a friend of ours. And so we put a stop to that. Um, no, there, nothing happened because the cops showed up. Somebody called, she called the cops, but whatever. Uh, and then it was shortly after that, that he murdered his parents. And so like, the things that you watch in trial, you know, in real life, very different. It's a very different thing than actually, uh, than, or it's a different thing in real life than it is to see on TV, right? And uh, you are oftentimes expecting certain arguments to be made. You expect them to be made better. Uh, you expect more evidence, more conclusive evidence, and a lot of this, a lot of times, you just don't have it. Anyway, um. There are a bunch of motions that have been filed. There have been, you know, pre-trial um, negotiations going on and, and you know, pleadings that are going to the, the judge in the case, say, hey, we want this in, we don't want this in, right? So there's all of this stuff going on, and now they're seating the jury. It, uh, they, and they're going to be able to, you know, question the jurors. They're going to be able to uh, keep some of them off the panel. 
uh, for, you know, they can strike them for a reason. They could strike them for no reason. They're going to have a certain number that they just, they could just say, no, I don't like them. And you're removed. Um, but they always try, the lawyers are always trying to find a reason to strike you um, because if, if they, they only get a, a limited number where they're like, I don't, I don't like the way that guy looks. <laughs> you know, like, off. Um, not that they would do it based on looks, but maybe, I don't know, an expression, a feel, a vibe you're giving off for something, right? So they're, they started the, the jury selection process. It's expected to take a week. Um, the key players that they run down in this article, uh, they run through, you know, Alex Murdoch and his, uh, his family, uh, fourth generation lawyer. He, uh, was the heir to one of the most powerful legal dynasties in South Carolina, which before this all happened, I had never heard of, um, his family though, controlled the 14th circuit solicitor's office. So that's like the DA in South Carolina. 14th Circuit, uh, which covers Allendale. I always mispronounce this. Whichever way I'm going to say it, it's going to be wrong. Beaufort or Beaufort? I think it's Beaufort. Colleton, Hampton, and Jasper Counties. And the family has been the solicitor for like a century. Think about that. One family prosecuting everybody in these four counties for a hundred years. At the same time, the family's law firm, uh, PMPED, or PIMPT, as I like to call it, um, they grew into a a personal injury powerhouse. And I saw a couple of uh, reports on this months ago where they made a whole bunch of money suing, I think, the railroad company. Yeah, so personal injury attorneys. Murdoch served as a volunteer solicitor while working as a plaintiff's attorney at the family law firm, which seems kind of weird. Did you know that you could you could volunteer to be an assistant prosecutor while keeping your day job as a lawyer? <laughs> a big man with a love of hunting, Murdoch met his wife Maggie at USC. They had two sons, uh, the younger Paul and his older brother Buster. So Buster is now, uh, Buster is alive. Uh, His mom is dead. His brother is dead. And his father is charged in their deaths. Now, I have a theory on this. I have no idea if it's accurate or not. But here, my theory is that Murdoch did not kill his his mom or his, uh, his wife and his son. Maybe he did. This is the argument that the prosecution is going to lay out. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be broadcast on court TV, by the way, Um, which is odd. I I thought they gave up broadcasting actual court. Didn't they do that? Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, the the to me. The best theory that I came up with on uh, on this case is that it's. uh, It was a drug dealer of some kind. It was some bad hombres, as Trump would call them. Some bad dudes murdered the family, expecting him to be there, but he wasn't. Maybe he arranged it. I don't know. I'm not saying he's like he's not connected at all. But the the prosecution or the solicitors they're saying that uh, it's actually the state attorney general's office that's trying the case because the local solicitors had to all recuse themselves. <laughs> so. 
the state is doing it. The prosecution is being led by um, Alan Wilson's office, attorney general, and the lead prosecutor is a fellow by the name of Creighton Waters, chief attorney of the state grand jury. Um, the defense team is Dick Harputlian and Jim Griffin. Harputlian is a state senator and former Fifth Circuit solicitor and deputy solicitor who prosecuted serial killer Pee Wee Gaskins. Um, and he was also, a, a, Harputlian is a, a big-time South Carolina Democrat guy. Like, I think he's chair of the Democratic Party, maybe. I don't know. Or was. But he's been around forever in South Carolina politics. I mean, he was, so when I first got into news in 1999 or 98, he was, yeah, he was involved in South Carolina politics. <laughs> so he's been around for a long time. He was already an institution down there. Um, so I think the I think Murdoch got into a whole bunch of problems financially. He was addicted to the painkillers and stuff, and he was uh, he was stealing money and embezzling, embezzling money out of his law firm and all this. And I. The, the initial take that I had, and I still think this is probably related to, it, like, the financial problems, the drug problems. He Where is he getting his drugs from? Is somebody extorting him for that? And do they? And when he runs out of the money, and, they, and if he owes them money, do they come after him and his family for it? And the, did they, do they go looking for him, and they found his wife and kid and, and killed them? I don't know. The prosecution saying that he murdered them himself. The thing that I don't understand is that he apparently used two different guns, a shotgun and uh, a, an, uh, like a hunting rifle or something. So I don't understand unless he was trying to make it look like there were multiple attackers. But they got the, you know, they're going to have the uh, the forensics off the gun. They're going to have the, for, uh, the you know, the, the shell casings and stuff. So there's going to be some bit of science going on here. Now, um, this guy, Paul, the son who was murdered, he also was involved in a fatal boat crash in 2019. And part, and so this is where these two stories intersect. Paul was allegedly driving the boat drunk, hit the side of a bridge, killed one of the passengers, a young girl, one of his classmates, Mallory Beach, and her family then files suit against Alex Murdoch and the family and to try to and they go into mediation and they they're because it's a civil case and this is where some of the financials start to come out now does Paul um, does Paul face criminal charges had he not been murdered don't know um, was the case spoiled because of the actions of Paul's father, Alec, and uh, Alec's father as well, who were like walking through the hospital hallways right after all the kids got brought from the boat scene to the hospital, and they're like coaching people and they're getting stories straight and all of that stuff. So I don't know. Who knows what would have become of that? But Paul was driving, although there was some uh, discussion uh, that there may have been uh, – well. It, there was another kid that they tried to pin it on, and he says they tried to pin it on me. I wasn't driving the boat. But they got a ton of the body cam footage from the cops, too. All right, so we'll go into some more of those details. Also, the uh, there's another aspect with the dead housekeeper. 
Oh, and another aspect of a dead uh, 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 student that allegedly may have had a relationship with one of the Murdochs. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. South Carolina trial of Alec Murdoch began today with jury selection underway. Questionnaires went out to like 900 people, which is a lot. By the way, like normally 150 would be a lot of people to run through the process of jury selection with a questionnaire like that. Uh, the state.com has a really good write-up. And what I, I always appreciate, particularly in uh, complex cases like this, uh, they have a lot of people and a lot of developments and details. I always appreciate the timeline, the TikTok, the chronology. Very, very helpful. So, uh, first, fatal boat crash. This is February 2019. February 2019. So we hadn't even heard the word COVID at this point, right? <laughs> this was 2019. 2.30 a.m., a speeding boat collides with the piling of a, a bridge. Oh, and I've been informed that... See, I told you, I was going to I was going to pronounce it wrong. No matter which way I pronounced it, it was going to be wrong. In North Carolina, it's Beaufort. In South Carolina, it's Beaufort. Okay, always happy to help out our New York brothers. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. So, Beaufort. See, I was going to say Beaufort, and then I said, no, it's probably, no, it's Bo. It's Beaufort. No, it's Beaufort. Okay. Um, this morning, uh, Dan says, this morning as the Murdoch trial jury selection started, I heard one of the network radio talking heads comment that he wondered how poor little country kids from Backwood, South Carolina, could handle the attention of powerful liberal media scrutiny. I think they'll be just fine as long as they keep reminding the powerful liberal media that the powerful Murdoch family have been powerful liberal Democrats for over a century. Oh, I did not know that. I was not aware of their party affiliation. Is that ac- is that accurate? I did not know that. Um, the six passengers on this boat, February 2019, 2.30 in the morning, Paul Murdoch is accused of piloting the boat while drunk, smashing it into the bridge, and killing Mallory Beach, one of his classmates, one of his friends, the the girlfriend of one of his friends. Um, Immediately following the wreck, Paul's father, Paul's grandfather, who was the former local prosecutor, prevented sobriety tests from being performed on Paul. And Alec Murdoch wandered the halls of the hospital, allegedly pressuring witnesses not to speak to the police. Mallory Beach's body wasn't found for, uh, like, about two weeks. Almost two weeks. Then, a couple weeks after her body is recovered in a marshy area of the river on March 3rd, so that would be, yeah, just about 10 days after the wreck, they find her body, and then about three weeks after that, a wrongful death lawsuit is filed on behalf of Mallory Beach's family in Hampton County. Paul and his father, Alec, are named defendants. And the Beach family was represented by a lawyer named Mark Tinsley. Fast forward one month, we're now into April 2019. On what would have been Mallory Beach's 20th birthday, 
Paul Murdoch, the son, the driver, is indicted on three felony criminal charges related to the boat crash. He hires Jim Griffin and Dick Harputlian to represent his son. Alec does. These are now his attorneys. The son, Paul, pleaded not guilty May 6th and was released on bond. That was in, uh, uh, from April to May. Fast forward to September. September 22nd, 2020. Mediation breaks down in an effort to settle the wrongful death lawsuit, according to the Beach family attorney, Tinsley. A court document says that the session lasted more than eight hours, and then they finally got to a point they couldn't get past. Tinsley, a month after that, files a motion in October 2020 to compel Alec Murdoch to disclose information about bank accounts, assets, and finances. A hearing is initially scheduled for May 2021, but that eventually gets moved to June 2021. June 10th, to be specific. June 10th, 2021. Why is that important? Well, on June 7th, Maggie and Paul get murdered. Oh, and also, June 7th, Alec Murdoch's uh, law firm, the PMPED, or PIMPT as I like to call it, a staffer at the law firm confronts Alec Murdoch and demands, quote, an answer that day about missing fees. Paul sends Snapchat uh, video to several of his friends at about 7.56 p.m. Alec Murdoch says that he drives to visit his mom. And while he's away visiting his mom, that's when his wife and son are murdered at the property. And then he comes back and, oh, my gosh, he finds the bodies. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Going over the uh, chronology of the Alex... Alec, sorry. It's spelled Alec. This is so stupid. First off, guy's name is A-L-E-X, and the pronunciation is apparently Alec, or I've even heard Alec. I don't know why, but but also, last name, Murdaugh, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. And I've also heard where there's like a K sound, Murdoch or Murdoch. But his last name is Murder, right? Murder. Couldn't see that coming, really? Okay, sorry. Too soon? Sorry. That's, I know, okay. But seriously, like nobody else sees the connection with this guy's name being what he's accused of? Anyway, so June 7th, 2021, in the morning, a staffer at the law firm that his family built confronts Alec Murdaugh on uh, missing fees. Hey, where's this money? That happened in the morning. Fast forward then to just before 8 p.m. And the son, Paul, sends out some Snapchat video to a couple of his friends. And that's apparently the last, you know, communication that he had with anyone. That's at 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock, Alex Murdaugh, and I'm rounding the numbers here, like 7.56 is when the Snapchat video was sent, then 9.05 p.m., but 8 o'clock and then an hour later, 9 o'clock, Alex says that he drives to visit his mom. 
in a nearby town, Varnville. He calls his son Buster. He calls his brother John. He calls his sister-in-law Liz. And he calls Chris Wilson, fellow by the name of Chris Wilson, on this drive. One, two, three. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five people he calls on this drive. It's a 15-minute drive. He calls five people because at 9.05, he said that's when he left to go see his mom. At 9.20, he arrives at his mom's house. So that's a 15-minute window where he makes five phone calls in the car. That seems a little odd to me. Maybe, look, I, I am not one who makes phone calls while driving. Maybe he, my car, I don't know, probably, they might, I might be able to do voice activated. Thing. I just don't. I, I don't make phone calls when I drive. I, I don't want to be distracted. I have a, a strict no speaking rule in my car. If you're in the car with me while I'm driving, nobody talk. No, I'm kidding. But um, that seems, that's, that to me, and maybe he didn't get through to everybody, just tried to call some people, maybe he left a message or whatever. But five people in 15 minutes, you're talking to them for three minutes on average apiece? That's a, it almost seems like you're trying to create an alibi, right? That's what it seems like. So 15 minutes, he, arri- he gets to his mom's house, and uh, he spends about 20 minutes visiting with her, and uh, she has a nurse's aide there as well, uh, and this woman can vouch that he was there. Right, so you got two witnesses that put him at his mom's house. Nine forty-five, he goes back to the to the property with the the hunting property. It's like massive spread, and it's you know there's a house there, whatever. Um, on the way, he calls Chris Wilson on the cell phone. Fifteen minutes later, he's back at the house. At ten o five. He calls 911 saying he found his wife and son shot to death near the dog kennels where they keep dogs for the hunting. Okay. That's the day of the uh, the murders, June 7th. September 2021. So July, August, right? Two months, three months go by. No, not even. Yeah, July, August. Yeah. Three months go by. A staffer finds a missing check on Alex Murdoch's desk. It is from Chris Wilson and was intended for the law firm. Okay. Members of the law firm confront Alec about the missing money. He agrees to resign from the firm that his family founded. Alex, Alec, sorry, a day later, Calls 911 saying somebody shot him on the side of the road. You remember this? While he was changing a tire, the bullet is said to have grazed the back of his skull. The story quickly unravels, and Alex admits that he attempted to kill himself with the help of a fellow named Curtis Smith, a disabled former logger and distant relative of Alec Murdoch's. And the reason was to try to secure the insurance payout for Buster, the surviving son. Curtis Smith is arrested. He later denies in an NBC interview that he conspired with Alec in the shooting. He says the gun went off when he tried to wrestle it out of Alec's hand and that Alec was distraught. 
Murdoch, a couple days later, turns himself in on charges of insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, falsifying a police report stemming from what authorities say is a botched, staged murder attempt. I never bought that, by the way. I'm, I, I don't know what happened out there. I still don't believe that he was trying to kill himself or that Curtis Smith was there and tried to save his life. I don't believe, I don't believe any of this. I believe they were staging an attempted murder to try to cover, uh, cover his tracks, to make it look like whoever killed the um, Maggie and Paul, his wife and son, that, 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 look, they came after me too. That's what it looked like to me. That it, it was so obvious a setup, so obviously staged, that my initial take was like, I think you're just doing this now to try to throw them off the trail. Like, oh, look, see, they were coming after me too. Um, October 2021, Murdaugh returns to South Carolina from a rehab facility in Florida. He's indicted on a charge that he stole from the estate of Gloria Satterfield. Who is Gloria Satterfield? Ah, she was the family's nanny, and she died in a fall at this very same hunting property house, Moselle, they call it. Gloria Satterfield fell, died, and there was a settlement with the family that ran through Alex Murdoch, Alec Murdoch's law firm and him. One of, his, one of his pals as well. And the family of Satterfield says they never got the money that they apparently were supposed to have gotten. That Murdoch siphoned it all off for himself. But it was his own, his own money. But it was a way to move the money through. Anyway, uh, when the case started... Oh, sorry. Hang on. Let me back up. Um... He's now jailed in uh, Richland County. Um, he's indicted on dozens of financial crimes, including stealing from his own clients and tax evasion. He's also now, uh, and then uh, July 14th, he was charged with murder. So July 14th to now, that's how long it's taken to, to go to trial. In court appearances and motions, lead prosecutor Creighton Waters has indicated that he's going to argue that Alec was driven to kill his wife and son in a craven attempt to distract from his financial crimes. He said when the case started, a lot of people assumed it was a murder case. And then a couple of months later, some white-collar fraud thrown in there. But what we have realized is that this is a white-collar case, a white-collar case that culminated in two murders. This is an unbroken chain of lying, misappropriations, and thefts. The prosecution has described Murdoch as lurching from one criminal scheme to another after a series of bad land deals in 2008. That's how far back this could go. He stole, um, well, well, allegedly, right? He stole money from his own law firm, pilfered settlements, and looted conservatorship accounts belonging to his clients in an attempt to cover his mounting debts. And when he finally ran out of road... He killed his wife and kid. What's the defense's case? We'll get into that in a moment. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 
All right, so um, we've got a number of different cases now uh, involving the Murdoch family. Uh, Maggie and Paul murdered at their hunting property, Moselle, they call it. Um, Alec, the you know father, husband, he's now charged. And the prosecution is saying that uh, these were, there were a series of bad land deals in 08, and uh, then his addiction to painkillers, whatever, he was stealing money from the law firm, and and then he, ran, quote, ran out of road and led to the murder of uh, his wife and son. Now, the defense says uh, that's not true, called it illogical and implausible. This is the defense uh, argument in a recent motion that argued the state should not be allowed to introduce unproven financial allegations contained in 17 other indictments against Murdoch. They say there is zero evidentiary support for this motive. So that's going to be what they're going to try to prevent 17 other indictments from being entered into evidence to prove this theory of their case. The defense in motions uh, has portrayed the inquiry about missing fees at the law firm as inconsequential. The attorneys also say uh, that the subpoena in the lawsuit over the uh, the friend who died in the boating accident, that that would only require Murdoch to disclose superficial financial information. So that was not that didn't that didn't prompt you know any kind of uh, you know walls closing in uh, reaction. And they say there was no day of reckoning here, as the the prosecutors allege. Murdoch says, hey, look, I have an alibi also for that night. He said, although he was at the family's 1,700-acre hunting property from 8.30 until just after 9 p.m., he drove to visit his mom nearby. And, you know, his mom can attest to that, and her nursing aide, or nurse's aide can, too. On the approximately 15-minute drive to and from his mother's house, he had cell phone conversations with all these different people. Alex says he discovered the bodies when he arrived back at the uh, at the property, and then he made his 911 call. All right, so there is a bit of uh, forensic evidence here that they're going to have to address one way or the other. The defense is going to, is trying to get it blocked. They're saying it should be banned from court, which is a report by an expert guy named uh, Tom Bevel, who analyzed the T-shirt that Alec was wearing. Prosecution um, says that on the, on the night of the murders, two different guns were used to kill his uh, Alec's wife and son. Maggie was killed with bullets from a high-powered uh, high rifle. Paul was shot in the head and shoulder by a shotgun. The prosecution has indicated it has a video from Paul's cell phone of Murdoch, Paul, and Maggie. So Alec, Paul, and Maggie talking at the dog kennels shortly before the killing. The family's guns have been tested by SLED. But perhaps most damning is the prosecution's claim that the T-shirt worn by Alec the night of the murders is covered in back spatter, a pattern of droplets caused by the mist of blood when a projectile hits flesh. Misting that blew onto his shirt. And the guy who did this, Tom Bevel, 
uh, who analyzed the T-shirt, wrote in its re- his report to SLED, I don't see any other mechanism to get so many misting stains onto his shirt other than the spatter created from the shotgun wounding of Paul. Now, the defense is trying to get it banned, doesn't want this uh, report being entered into evidence for obvious reasons. Slight problem for the prosecution on this report. The first draft of the report, Bevel wrote, stated that the blood on the T-shirt was not consistent with back spatter. So, not sure, yeah, not sure if that's going to matter. The defense does not need to prove somebody else did the crime, but it's always helpful to give the jury some other theory that they could run with, and that would be Curtis Smith. Curtis Smith failed the polygraph test, which I don't know how anybody fails those things anymore when you learn about how to beat him. It's just the pucker factor. Anyway, Smith has also been indicted in connection with Alex's alleged embezzlement and uh, money laundering plans. He allegedly received more than a million dollars from Alec over the years. The prosecution subpoenaed Curtis Smith to testify at trial. That, according to his attorney. So they're going to pin it on Curtis Smith. People, people, please. I don't think we have to choose one or the other. They could both be in on it. That's quite possible, too. Thank <laughs> you.